You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Ladies and gentlemen, what's popping? What's popping? What is popping? Your boys is back. We hitting you with a, a a special bonus episode of the AZ's and Rupert's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let Give it up go. for yourself. Give it up for yourself. Clap, we clap, back. Clap, we clap, back. Clap, we clap, back. Clap, clap, clap. So this special episode is something you know because um I had to knock something off the bucket list. You feel me? Yeah. So this episode is dedicated to what I knocked off the bucket list. But before we get into that, I got my brother in the building. Who's in the building with us? This is your brother, Jay Davis. And yes, it's sir. just so good to be here. Yo, like the pregame, sometimes, I think some days we just need to turn on the mics for the pregame. record the pregame, man. Because the pregame to. has been real lately. Yeah, man. It's been so healthy. I don't know if they're ready for that pregame talk, though. But I think we're ready, so we might need yeah. to give them some pregame. Yeah, yeah, we might have to. Yeah, but not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Yeah, man, brothers in the building. This is your boy Raynell Jamal. This is the AZ's and Rupus podcast. You know what it is, man. We're just trying to give y'all some good dialogue, some good conversations. You know, we're just trying to heal the culture out here, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. You know what I mean? So, uh, man, how's your, how's your week been, bro? You know, man. how's your time been since the last episode? It's been real, to be honest. You know, because, you know, usually we take a break between these things. Yeah, but, no, yeah, like, no, it's been real. You like, know? It's been good, but it's been real. Uh, actually, yo, let me share this. Okay. So, today... Uh, um, you know, I'm not one of those, like, when I'm going through particular processes, I'm not really one of those. Actually, I'll share two things, um, or maybe one. We'll see where we go. So, I don't share, like, a lot of stuff, like, on like if I'm doing, like, a particular pro- like process, I won't, like, share it on, like, Instagram or, like, Twitter. But I need to uh, share this one. So, I just finished the Whole30 process yesterday. So, yesterday was my last day of Whole30. For those that don't know what Whole30 is, it's not so much a diet, but it's a body reset. And what you do is you take put uh, a particular uh, food groups out of your your daily eating, such as like starches, um, uh, legumes, uh, dairy, and processed sugars. And I think there's one more item that you take out. Um, not a lot of salt, you know, natural flavors. So um, my main my main diet was like uh, like uh, healthy fruit, uh, like avocado, um, vegetables. And like poultry, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I could drink water or black coffee or green tea, no sugar, okay. and like almond milk, practically. Okay. 
So I did that for like 30 days, you know, and for me, like the whole thing, the whole inspiration from it was I was just kind of I was just working through some things, you know, some like some personal matters. And I was just like, man, like I, I was just feeling really lost, to be honest with you. And my pops, like he encouraged me, was like, yo, like, man, like Jeff, like, I think you need to do the whole 30. Like, check this. Like the whole family already has done the whole 30. Right. Right. And they saw major results. You know, like my parents combined had some really amazing, healthy results. My sister uh, didn't only do whole 30. She did whole 60 for like the folk, like just for like refocus. Uh-huh. Saw a major result. So I was like, yo, I kind of felt challenged. Like right. the conviction level was crazy. So I was just like, man, like I'm going to try it, bruh. Yeah. Like I haven't even weighed myself. Um, like after this, I think I'm going to try to get to the gym uh-huh. and uh, like just, you know, try to get, but I'm going to weigh myself to see where I'm at. Cause right. I know where I was like, like, Three and a half months ago, uh-huh. and it wasn't bad because of like my build, but it right. was just like it just wasn't. It almost made me kind of sad to be honest. Right. Like, okay. You know what I mean? All right. Like, um, and uh, and so I was just like, man, and bro, like when I tell you, like I even ate like I ate probably like the most unhealthy healthy today, and I was just like, man, I low key kind of want to go back right, to like right. the whole thirty, just because I think just the lifestyle in general, right, of just eating that way, man, it just uh. I, I put it like this, man. One thing I learned, like, really, it was one, like, the biggest, biggest two lessons I learned. And, man, I'm when, like, this is going to be major accountability on the pod. So, like, tribe, feel free to keep your boy accountable. One, I can be disciplined if I decide to be. Right. That is, that is, like, one of the biggest lessons I learned. The second lesson I learned is uh, the idea of dependence. Mm. Like, a lot of times, like, we make ourselves dependent, kind of like what we talked about in pregame with, yeah. like, the show Black Mirror that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, um, You're just like, man, like, like we we choose to be dependent on stuff, but we don't have to be dependent right, on stuff. Right, right. And so, for me, I was just like, uh, man, like, it just showed me, like, man, I don't have to eat uh, a pumpkin bread every day. Mm. Bro, I haven't had, like, man, I haven't had Chick-fil-A, like, in, like, almost, like, a month. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. That says a lot for me because right. I used to go to Chick-fil-A every Monday. I would get me a number one right. with a vanilla iced coffee, uh-huh. hold the milk. So that buddy was extra syrupy. Okay. You feel okay. me? So, like, okay. so you know, I mean, like, man, not to have Chick-fil-A for a month, to only really, like, like my, my lunch at Chipotle would be, like, a salad with carnitas, pico de gallo, and guacamole. And that's uh-huh. it. Like, right. no corn. Right. Rarely any of the veggies on it because they have a little additional salts and stuff that, that are not really uh good for us right man no beans no rice like i mean it just really kicks out the urban diet yeah you know what i mean like that's what the whole 30 did right but also showed me man like yo eating cashews and like just fruit in the morning with a protein bar yeah i have protein bars i could do protein bars right um the rx protein bars which are actually a little healthier than the uh, the cliff bars Mm -hmm. a little more expensive but a little a little um more uh just healthier you know what i mean right just knocking those out the park man it just really showed like I could eat, man. Like, I could eat well, but I can be disciplined if I wanted to. Right. So, to the point, man, where, like, the first day of Whole30, I don't know, something just clicked. First day of Whole30, my job, they uh, they had a special event taking place at the office. Man, nothing but, like, donuts and bagels and hot coffee, bro. Right, and right. you know I'm a bread dude. Like, right. I love me bread in right. general. And it was just like, nah, I just can't. And then each day, it, like, the cravings never stopped. Um, But it was just like, I really... I don't want to quit on myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. man, that was dope. You know what I mean? Like, it really helped. And I think just now. How, I did, just, how was the mental clarity? The mental clarity, bro, I put it like this. Um, mental clarity, like, I think the mental clarity was, m- it, you could see the difference. Mm, and mm-hmm. for me, 
um for me like again now lately like if i feel if i sense something right like and it's not healthy i'm able, i've been able to like identify it much right. easier right. you know what i mean like hey i sense this yeah. or man i don't like this about i don't like this you know what i mean right. and i could i could take it to god in prayer right. you know what i mean or um I could identify my stressors much better mm-hmm. and what I was desiring. But it's like, no, like, okay, I'm stressed about that. Yo, like, coffee's not going to solve that. It's right. really going to just ramp me more up so I could be a little more. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, all right, if you're going to do coffee, like, you have to do black coffee. Right. Like, I use black coffee as bitter. You know what I right. mean? Like, but, bro, like, right. the clarity was there. I One day I put it like this on, like, my, my second week. Two things. It's like pure testimony, right? Um, I had a gig in the valley. So, like, the valley is, like, about, like, an hour and a half away from my crib. We, I got around, I got to the valley around 7. We didn't hit until 9. We finished at 12 because we were uh, fin- we were uh, going in and out with a, with a mariachi band. It was, like, a, uh, like a, a big 18th birthday for this young lady uh-huh. with this uh, with this DJ crew that I, uh, I played with. Shout out to the league. And, um, and bro, like, I... The time I got home, the time I left and got home, I didn't get home. I left the place around like twelve, thirty. I didn't get home until about two o'clock. Mm. But I had to wake up four hours to be at a sound check by seven fifteen. So I only got like a four hour nap in between right. my last gig and the service I was going to play at. Right. Now the church I was going to play at does two services, but they have two rehearsals because it's an English and it's a Spanish service. Mm-hmm. All four aspects of that day is high energy because both services have a rehearsal, right. a pre-rehearsal, a service, and an altar call, bro. Okay. I lasted the whole day. Wow. Until I got home. And you wasn't tired. I wasn't tired. Yeah. I felt like, oh, man, like, yo, my body's a little adjusted, but, bro, right. it was like nobody would know. Now, this is the second testimony, bro. Like, this church I played at, like, they give cooked meals after every first service, uh-huh. like the good homemade right. audio, yeah, 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 like stick to your ribs, food, bro. Right. And I just had to be like, I can't, y'all. Right, right. I prepared myself. I got me some cashews from the liquor store down the street. Right. Got me a good water, and I was like, yo, I got to sustain. And I had cactus and fruit. Right. And they were like, what kind of diet are you on? I was like. Yo, I gotta, I gotta stick to the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like now I'm like, yo, I don't even know how much I want to go back to the type of eating I was going back to because I right. got so used to enjoying as hard as it is, right? And as difficult because I mean, like, bro, like I like ribs, right? I like, I like sauce, right? I like salt and I like sugar, right? But it's like, bro, like, yo, I, I liked. I like feeling good. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I like feeling good. Like, I don't like feeling heavy. So it's just like, man, I ate Chipotle today, but it's just like, maybe I just really need to, like, just stick with it. Huh? Do more salads and yeah. do more fruits and cashews yeah, yeah, and more yeah, water. Yeah. And, I like the way you talk. And brother. all that kind of stuff. And then, well, so what, I, what I'm going to do, because the whole 30 is not meant to be so much, for some people, they have to have that lifestyle because right. of dietary reasons. Um, for me, oh, it, so it's, it's mostly just meant to reset. It's meant to reset. And then you take it. And then okay. you see what you can add back into your diet, yeah, yeah, and how your body responds to, yeah. right, okay. like sugar and stuff right, like that. Right. But so for me, what I want to do is I'm going to do a whole four each week now. Mm-hmm. So like Monday through Thursday, I'll like eat more like the cleaner way that I've been, right. and then like on like weekends, I'll let myself like have a little Indulge, more fun. Yeah, enjoy. 
Okay. Yeah, but a little discipline. You yeah. know what I mean? Like small, like, and I think just the biggest thing, just to encourage people, I think it's just small steps. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think sometimes, and we talk about this all the time. Like sometimes we want these massive things, and the crazy thing, man, like even on like the like the weight loss, and like I could feel it in my like people said, I'll show you the picture. You'll be like, you'll be like, um, you'll you'll see the difference. It's not it's not even it wasn't even about like me trying to be, get smaller. But like going to the gym and eating this way, man, you most definitely see the difference. Right. If I showed you like a before, like a before and present, mm-hmm. and also for me, it was just more about like the internal mindset. It yeah. wasn't really about. It wasn't about me doing anything different. It was just about me being more healthy. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. internally. So like I think like the biggest thing is not just whole thirtying like your like your food, but just whole thirtying your heart. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, and it was just good for your boy. So, yeah, I just want to share that, man. Just like, oh, and this was a crazy thing. Last thing. So, what was crazy, even in the midst of the process, I was, um, I was, I was at a coffee shop just getting some black coffee. And the, the baristas know me there. Actually, like a couple of coffee shops, the baristas know me. Like, I love coffee shop culture. If you ever get to experience that, like, for, like, two weeks, it's a different world. And so, what was crazy, this gentleman... Um, he overheard me and the barista talking about like what I've been doing, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Are you still on your diet?" I was like, "Yeah, you know." I was like, "Yeah, I'm still doing like this whole this whole body reset," and he was like, "Man, he was like, yo, can you explain what you're doing?'" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm doing the whole thirty, blah 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 blah. It's like a body reset. Like these are the result. Like this is what you do. This is what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Like this is not really about you know the body, but it's really about about my heart and my mind." Right. And he was like, "Man, like, yo, he's like that means like I'm I'm." I'm so glad that I ran into you. He was like, man, I was going through some things. I did intermittent fasting and just eating a particular food group. And he's like, I lost a hundred pounds. And he was like, but I gained like 60 of those back. And I just been kind of going through, man. But he was like, hearing you, he was like, I just, he's like, I know that I can, I can get through this. And he was like, I'm just so glad that I met you today. And I shared this story with a couple of people and people were like, man, like I'm so inspired, Jeff. Like maybe this right. should be something that I should get into right so for me man like if it was just for those reasons of people just want to be healthier right. from hearing what i'm doing right like um i'm just like yo like yo it's worth it you know like it's just it's just worth it man like i th- I think that's what's about like really making really just making the effort and like the the progress of like i'm doing something for me but it can really have positive effect on somebody else right you know what i mean right. so it was just good bro that's dope, man. That's dope, bro. Uh, that's that's what's up, man. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the tribe, you know, if you want to get in on the whole 30 or the whole four, you know what I'm the saying? The whole four. <laughs> Why not? You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, yeah, I, I feel what you're saying because I remember when I went on that fast, and I try to fast often, you definitely feel the difference. Yeah. you de- Especially in your taste buds. and Just really quick, look at my face in this picture and look at my face now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely tell. But I tell when you walked in. Mm. I could tell when you walked in. I was like, okay, my boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He get trimmed over Crazy. There. Same outfit too, bro. True. Very true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. But you know what, dude? You know, fasting, cutting things out is so good health-wise. Like you, they said, like when you do stuff like stuff like that, you add literal years to your life. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Amen. You do. So it's like it's, it's such a necessary thing, and that's something that you know me me endorse um, chocolate. You yeah, know what I'm saying we've been talking about that. Like just you know, it's like 
as you get older, you just want to make sure you take better care of yourself. Yeah. So you can enjoy life. You know what I mean? Yeah. At, at the highest level possible. And uh, like you said, cutting certain things out, fasting. And you're doing it, like you said, for the more of the internal reasons. Like, that's just beneficial. It's just you're going to see nothing but great things come from that. Even though there's moments of discomfort. And oh, there's bruh. an adjustment period, especially, you know, when you're trying to cut off sugar or caffeine, your body's going to go through that withdrawal. Yeah, and I went through and my moments, tough. too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that at Bay during pregame. I think the best thing, though, like, especially for anybody that's listening to this and like, man, like, and again, I'm no ex- expert, so I don't want to put it out there like, man, like, I just, man, I just cured, like, you know, the world right now. You know, I cured my world, or at least I identified, I was able to identify some things in my right. world that need, that are either good or that need to be changed. But one thing that I would just encourage anybody to do, like, it's easy for me to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really easy for me to talk about it. But I think the best thing that you could always do is just research. You know what I mean? Right. Before you jump on fads. Because I remember one time, I'll be honest with you, I tried to do a juice diet, a three-day juice diet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I was going nuts. Really? Like, you did like this. The cra- it was cravings was too strong. Cravings were too strong. Like my uh, the my my balance, my internal balance was off. Like I was just not in a good place. Mm. And I remember talking to my parents about it, and they was like, "Jeff, like they was like, maybe this is not the time for you to do this, right? Especially because yeah. I was in a high stress level at my job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just wasn't in a position to really do it Focus right. In, right. Mm-hmm. I think I could do it now. Right. Um. But I think when I think how Whole Thirty approached, I needed to do it then right. because again, it'd been a high stress. But at least I'm still having fuel, mm-hmm. the appropriate fuel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, everybody's wired different, so you just do your research, like right. research why you want to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I, I even in like my parents talking, like my family encouraging me to do it. I did research on my food groups. I did research, especially because of my lifestyle. I did research on where I could eat, where I couldn't eat. Um, what is appropriate, what is not appropriate. Even some of the stuff that I was allowed to do, I decided not to do it because it become more of an idol instead of me trying to do it. It's so funny. The last day I found out that I could drink LaCroix. And so that was kind of like a 30-day celebration for oh, me. Okay. You feel me? Okay. Like Because it's no sugar. It's just uh, 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 flavored sparkling water, but that has like all natural ingredients yeah, no in it. Yeah, no sugar, nothing. Yeah. No, no, nothing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can have a LaCroix? Yeah. I was like, let's go. Oh, right, you know what I right, mean? Right, and like right. by then, it was just like, but I mean, for the most part, I drank a lot of water and I drank a lot of black coffee mm-hmm. and green tea. You know what I mean? And that was just good enough for me. It tastes right. nasty majority of the time because we like the stuff. But I think too now, like, I had like Starbucks today. I had corn and bean and rice on my Chipotle today. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it was just like, yo, like I, en- I was more appreciative of the taste instead of like, man, I have to have it. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. That's dope, man. That's dope, bro. Yeah, man. That's dope, bro. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and uh, just like, hey, this is about wellness as well. This podcast is about wellness, and we as we go on these journeys of just becoming better, um, mentally, physically, and spiritually. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to, you know, give you the tips and see if you want to come along with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like to do like, let's talk about wellness, right? So like, um, I was at pregame. We was talking about what we we're gonna talk about. You know, at this podcast, the Roots Picnic, right? Yeah. Um. We was talking about just like self care, and for me, you know, I'm gonna give this Roots Picnic review, right? Yeah. And but before we get to that, I want to talk about like just as we were talking earlier about just the clarity, the 
the release, the total reset I received from just taking a vacation. Brothers, share brothers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, it was just, you know, your boy went on a vacation. Um, I went on a vacation to Philadelphia um, to go see the Roots, but also went to New York um, during that vacation. What and boroughs did you see, by the way? I went to, we went to Manhattan, we went to Harlem, and we went to um, Brooklyn. And then there's yeah. Bronx and Queens. Got those yeah, two yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we didn't go there, to those two. Um, but we went to those three because we was only there for a day, um, and it was just man, amazing. I had yeah. a, the most amazing time. And this, this is like I was telling Jeff. This is like my first time, as an adult, taking a vacation for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in my 30s. You know what I mean? So this is the first time I really took took time to say I'm going to go on a vacation, and it was just the most amazing time. Um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful time, man. Like moments of reflecting, thinking, um, just getting away, knowing that I don't have to work in the in the morning, yeah. but I'm still getting paid. You feel what I'm saying? And um, knowing that your job is secure, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Speak life, <laughs> you brother. know what I'm saying. Speak but life, but like just putting a plan together and seeing it through, and seeing how the plan you put together, the follow through within the benefit, the fruit of that plan, it just led to a beautiful experience. And it was just, it was just dope, man. Like, you know, I was able to go get a Philly cheese steak. In Philly, you know what I'm saying? I went to the Geno's. Yo, what was that experience like, It was brother? dope, man. You know, we went to Geno's, and then right across the street was Pat's. Um, if you're asking me who the winner is, I'm choosing Pat's. You know what I'm saying? Um, we got a little bit rained out that Thursday, able to stay in the hotel and chill. The hotel was really nice. They woke up that morning, um, that Friday morning, went to New York for a day, taking a bus ride into New York. So that's just more time chilling and reflecting. Um, going into New York, you know, taking a subway, yeah, walking, enjoying the culture and the vibe of it. I was telling my man, like, we went to uh, Harlem. I've never been. I've been to New York before, but I've never been to Harlem. And Harlem is beautiful. Harlem is so dope. Um, seeing the Apollo Theater, just the vibe and the culture of the whole area. Yeah, it's man. way more calm down than Manhattan. But it was just like just dope, you know. It felt I was telling him it felt like home, you know. We was able to sit. At, we went to the uh, restaurant Sylvia's. Mm. Um, that soul food was bomb. Have you been there before? I, yeah, it I was my bomb. parents have. I don't know if I've been to. It's been a minute, <laughs> bro. I've been to like New York just to like to go. Yeah, bro. Like I went once for vacation and two for work. I heard Sylvia's is right. It's bomb, bro. And for those who don't know, like, uh, we were actually going to go to another restaurant called Red Rooster, and it's a, uh, a famous chef. It's his spot, and that's more French cuisine. But as we got there, you know, as we walked there, we realized that it was right next door to Sylvia's. Yeah. So we was like, oh, let's just go to Sylvia's. So, you know, um, for those who don't know, Sylvia's is one of the it's, – it's a very well-known, famous spot in New York, um, but big – and Puff offered Big as record deal at Sylvia's. Oh, I know the nostalgia was So the real. story is crazy. So it's like Puff told Big to come, like, let's meet up. They have dinner. So he said before Big got there, he ordered all of this food, thinking that Big was going to eat because, you know, he's a big cat. And he said Big did not touch not anything on the on the, on the the table. 
And he was like, man, you know, are you hungry? You know, let's we could talk business after we eat. He's like, no, nah, let's talk business. And he said, he's looking like, dang, like, I totally think this dude's going to grab it. He didn't touch down one thing, and he just talked business, and he just bounced. And I just ordered all this food for nothing. And he said, but it was a good meeting, you know what I mean? So the crazy, I was, I was telling <laughs> Chocolate this as we're there, and she's tripping out. She's like, oh, we got to go, then we got to go. Why would we walk in the building? What they playing? Biggie. Sky is a limit, and you know it's true. Keep on, just keep on pressing on eggs. You know, it was just a vibe, you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, um, it was just dope, man. And then Philly, I went to the Roots picnic, ladies and gentlemen. For those who know me know, number one, I am a huge Roots fan. Yeah. I love the Roots. One of my favorite rappers of all time, top five, top three, top two, however you want to put it. Share, brother. Is Black Thought from the Roots. And I've always wanted to go to a Roots picnic. Now, there's a couple of things that the Roots did that I was able to knock off my bucket list. I've always wanted to go to a Roots Grammy party, right? One year, I was able to go to a Wait, Roots. Wait, say that one more time. I always wanted to go to a Roots Grammy party. Keep dreaming, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I was always going to go to a Roots Grammy party jam session. I was able to attend one year because they had offered tickets up for sale. Now, I want to be able to perform at one. Maybe. Yeah. Let's, let's put that in the atmosphere. Say that one more time, I brother. I want to be able to perform at one. It's going to happen, You know what I'm brother. saying? So, I was able to attend that and knock that off the bucket list, right? I saw The Roots like four times. Anytime The Roots is in town, I'm going to go see them. Like, I'll go see P.J. Morton. You dig? Yes. But I always wanted to go to a Roots picnic. Wait, Essence Fest is this week, too, right? Or was Essence, Essence Festival was the is 4th of July weekend. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, live album. I was able to go to the Roots picnic, and then on the lineup this year was uh, Toby Nwigwi, um, Toby from the SWAT. We had um, um, her was a headliner. Uh, the Roots was performing All Things Fall Apart. It was the 25th anniversary of the album All Things Fall Apart. I know that felt so good live, bro. And they bro. performed the album from the beginning to the end. I know that felt so good. Oh, bro. It was, bro. When I talk about it was art, they started off with a poetry piece. Like, the way the album starts... Is literally how they started the album. It was no, ladies and gentlemen, let's do some of our hits. It was like intro, how they start the set. You know, that's like to me, man. Like to hear, like to hear that. I think that's like, I think that's the closest thing that people will get to like a Jay Z B side concert. Yeah, 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 true. You feel me? Like, yeah, that's very true. Because like, I I don't know how much B side concert tickets. I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's like on some exclusive stuff. Yeah, but to like really experience that, like I love the roots. Like I put it like this, like I love the Roots um, as an entity. Right. I couldn't tell you every album, but I could tell you the impact that they made on my life as a musician. Right. But man, so I know from your standpoint of oh, being yeah. like being um, like a lyricist, being a rapper, being a, like a, a strong writer. Right. For you to experience that on like that front, you're just like, oh, it was amazing, bro. What it was is art. going? What is going on? Yeah. And yeah. one thing I would say about the Roots Picnic, it's, a, it's truly a picnic for music lovers. Now, and it's a great variety of, of like, I would say underground to mainstream level of um, acts from R&B to hip hop, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, seeing them perform that album was like, I mean, literally, there's a song on the album with most stuff. It's called Double Trouble, right, on All Things Fall Apart. I've always wondered, like, dang, I wonder if, uh, how would that be live? That was the beautiful thing about that experience was they performed the album in its entirety with the special guests. So when they did the song, um, if you know where we way, people, some people don't know, but Joe Scott wrote that. Yeah. That was Joe Scott who wrote that. And another trivia, the female MC that's rapping on that song is Eve, but Black Thought wrote that. 
Yeah, so he wrote no that. No way. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because she Philly too. Yeah, yeah. So that was Eve who who spit that verse, the female on that song. But Joe Scott actually wrote that and she came out and performed it. No way. So I got the chance to see the roots in Philly, them bring out J- Jilly. And they did like a jam session thing and they ended the show off with like that. But I also saw the uh, state property reunion. Yes, it was Beanie Seagull, Freeway, and the Young Guns. They came out and did their thing. Um, was Memphis uh, Bleak with them? No, not Memphis Bleak wasn't there. Okay. Um, Common came out because he did um, Hip Hop, You're the Love of My Life, and that's real. They did that with Common, and then Common went into his own little set, and then he brought out Bilal. That was nutty. Um, did, and Talib, like, did Talib come? Talib wasn't there. Okay. Um, um, they did uh, – now, for those who are Real Roots fans, they know there is another MC of the Roots. He's not officially officially a part of the – on the Bill Roots that you see, like, with the face of Questlove and Black Thought. Yeah. But Dice Raw is another MC that's a part of the group's crew. He was there performing his parts from that album. So then they did uh, – so that was just like – to me, I was just like – as a hip hop head, I was just like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is this is like amazing to be there." And then to see Most Def come out or Yasin Bay come out and do the Double Trouble, it was like what I dreamed it would be. And then he, they was like, "Yo, you ain't done, brother." Oh, me says shine your light on the world, bruh. Fam, I just wonder what those rehearsals were like. It had to be legendary. It had to be. I, you know, I, Cause you know the roots keep they stuff tight. They break. They, it's a vibe. Like it's a, it's like a jazz band. Yeah, I bro, I would just love to have been in the rehearsal. Oh, bro, you, you feel me? Like sometimes, like you ever go to the show? Like I just wanted. Like I would love yeah. to see a PJ rehearsal. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. I would love to see. Um, oh yeah. A Justin Timberlake rehearsal. Oh yes. Um, I would love to see her rehearsal now. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, like, her musicianship. Crazy. Like, her vocals. I would just love to see, like, what they do when they're having fun. Did you ever see that, that clip? Not to uh, not to go on a tangent, because I yeah. know she was there. Yes. And maybe you could talk on her experience. But have you seen that clip? I think it's, like, her, Ty Dolla Sign. Yes. Some of the people from the internet were yeah. there. In the studio? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they're working on her album. You yeah. know, that vibe. That vibe. Oh, yeah. Be... Yeah. Um. She performed, so she actually performed right. So the roots end of the night before that was her. Hey man, she has her own vibe. That's the thing about her music. Yeah, it's not like anything you ever hear because it's so, it's so, it's so melodic and so much instrumentation. The songwriting is good. Like it's like a it's like a grown vibe her music is yeah and it just puts to it had the crowd in the mood but it makes you it's like you really appreciate her artistry her musicianship because yeah. she playing the bass playing the drums she's playing the guitar the only thing she didn't get on was the piano wow which is surprising that's right that's, that's like you would think she'd get on it that's only if she mainly played the guitar most of the set but the vocals was crazy her background singers two background singers was killing it the vibe was just dope, bro. And she just did her thing, bro. She did like about an hour set, a little bit more than an hour. Um, so that's like towards the end of the night. So when we first got there, so I was telling Jeff, like when you first get there, it's at this huge park called the Man Center in Philadelphia. And um, it's a huge park, but then they also have like an amphitheater. 
outside right. amphitheater. So they had two stages. They had the main stage, which is where the uh, her and the Roots performed at. And then they had another stage where the amphitheater on the other side of the park um, where they had some other acts. So we me, me and Chocolate, we put together a schedule of who we wanted to see. They also had another area where they had a podcast stage. The, the Joe Button situation. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go because I didn't know where that was at. And I gotcha. didn't realize until after the fact that it was a little bit further up gotcha. the hill. You know what I mean? Got gotcha. you. Um, because there's another part of it I really didn't even see. Because there's a clip that of him on being on the uh, there's a clip of him being um backstage for her. Oh really? There. Yeah, and he that boy was that boy was. You could tell she was hitting them heartstrings for everybody. Yeah. Well, what was that experience like, man? Because your hard place and like amazing, me, like those songs are like, like um or focus. I'm sorry, the songs yeah. called focus. Like those songs are like, are dope. like are are thick. Yeah. You feel me? And, and that's what I'm saying. All of her music is very much a vibe. Of, she has a sound and a vibe on her own. And it puts you in a mood where you pay attention to what she's saying. And then her voice is just so dope. See, I know, like, I'll be honest with you, bro. If I was, I want to see her live now. Yeah. Because that NPR performance was mm, right, crazy, nuts. And then her Grammy performance yeah, of crazy. Uh, of um hard place yeah in that video so i yeah. want to see her live now yeah i remember like recently my boy jp his his band they did this song they did this uh like they did their their performance and i apologize for not inviting you um but he did the song called russian roulette uh-huh and i remember it's probably the first time in a long time that i've been was on the couch with with two of the homies the first time like i closed like it, it, the song made me close my eyes right and like I promise you, like because of the open setting, I I had to like hold the tears in. Right, bro. Right. It was like one of those right. like it was a dear you. Yeah. It was like yeah. a it was a dear yeah. you joint. Right, right. And I was like, that's you know, like you have those yeah. moments like that's the song. Yeah, that's how her vibe is. And so I could only imagine if yeah. I was there, like a hard place. And I know, I know, I don't know. Maybe if you're in the zone, but like, let me know, like. Was like the like the emotions kind of high when she hit them songs. Oh yeah, and it was like one of those times where people were like, it was more like 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 I said, this is like a picnic area, so it was like an open field, but you're able to put your blankets out, your chairs out, like you had a picnic. So people was just like booed up, Woo. just on their blankets. Like people were standing, then they got to the point they just sat down and just relaxed, and then you're just enjoying. That probably was necessary, saying yeah. like you because you. In pregame, you talked about that. There was a lot of like hip hop acts there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think before she went up, there was a Twenty One Savage. Before that, there was Little Baby, um, Davido. Then they had City Girls. Um, so I didn't see none of them. Um, when I came in, there was a R and B girl up. She was cool. Um, who I really wanted to see was the homie Toby. So Toby did his thing. He killed it. So he did this thing around two o'clock. He was like the second act. Was that there? No, no because uh, she has a little yeah, one. Yeah, a little one. What about, talks, what about Linnell? Yeah, because she had a song. She was on stage with the band and the singers, and they, sh- they have a song where she raps. Yeah. So um, she did her thing. That was dope. So I went from there to the other stage because right after Toby, Tank and the Bangas was performing. Yeah. Right? And if y'all don't know about Tank and the Bangas, that's like some of our favorite one of our favorite artists, yes. new artists. Uh, Tank is dope. Yeah, she's a singer, but she has a, a band called The Bangas. And she's, for you, if you don't know, her vibe is like a Jill Scott mixed with a Missy Elliott type of feel. How did I describe her? 
Yeah, she, she has like her a, own thing. She, yeah, but that's a. I think that's probably the most accurate now. Yeah, because there's one more person. Because she, she has another singer. It was like Jill Scott, most definitely Jill Scott vibes. Missy Elliott. Yeah, and um, who else would you say? She can hang out with Erica a little bit. Yeah, got an Erica body. She has her own. She's from New Orleans, but she has her own yeah. thing, her own sound, her own aesthetic, her own vibe. It's like her own thing. And so when I went over there, she was killing it. Because like, you saw her on that Jimmy Fallon? No. The Jimmy Fallon pro- uh, so they recently did a Jimmy Fallon thing like two months ago. I heard it was fire. I'm going to pull it up when we're done with this. Yeah, I'm going to pull Buddy. it up. But she... Killed it. And I was sitting there looking like, yes, this is what I came for. Like, yeah. you did your thing. So, right after she was done, um, so me, at this time, me and Chocolate kind of split up and um, just enjoyed. Just enjoy. You know, she wanted to see, um, oh, Ari Lennox was there. Ari Lennox came out after Toby, actually. And uh, I've seen her perform live before. So, I was like, okay, Chocolate, she wanted to see her. Then she was going to come over where I was at. Next thing you know, Right after Tank and the Bangers, Blueface was coming on. I'm not a Blueface fan. I think he's. I'm. I'm not a blue play, Blueface fan. I just stayed there because I was just resting my feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chocolate. She stayed. All everybody was leaving because at the same time, Blueface was on. City Girls was coming on, and so my chocolate. She just wanted to see what that was like. Everything. So, anyways, after that, Queen Aisha came out. She's cool. She was cool. Not particularly my taste of R and B. Yeah. But for all the younger college female crowd they was definitely feeling her and you know she has a big youtube audience too yeah. so she's on a different type of still she has her own lane and so everybody was feeling it but what i really came for happened after this share brother and this was the black thought in the no the J, dj j period and Black Dog presents the live mixtape featuring Yasin Bay. Now, this is what I came for. As an MC, I'm gonna tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I came for. I yeah. came for this and to see her and to see the roots perform all things fall apart. Right? Let me tell y'all something this right now. It was a master class of MC to the highest level. Yeah, man. Bruh. This dude, Black Dog, performed like an hour-long set by himself with no band, just two DJs. And then he brought out Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def, and they put on a master class, bro. Like, it was amazing. It was so amazing, even my lady was like, wow. She was blown away. By how flawless he was, how much energy he had, how clear he was, how lyrical he was. Like, he did not miss a beat. Most yeah. um, Black Thought or Most Def, right? And they, and I mean, and I'm thinking, like, okay, what what is Most Def going to perform? Is he going to go into his Yasin Bay vibes? Because that's not really my feel of Most I like Most Def. I wonder if he's going to do some Most Def stuff or if he's going to do more Yasin Bay. That's what I was trying to figure out. Bro, when he came out, Bruce Wayne or Batman? Yeah, so when he came out to the Respiration, for those who don't know, is a Black Star song. The group, when he was with Talib Kweli, right? They have a song called Respiration featuring Common, which is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. 
Like, the new moon grows high in the crowd at the metropolis, shining. Like, who on top of this? Like, that. Bruh. Yeah. Share with this, brother. Black Thought performed this thing, and then the music stopped, and it was like. Doom, 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 doom. Ha! Bruh, when I tell you, <laughs> I'm getting chills right now. And now, mind you, in the amphitheater part we were at, that mug was packed. Yeah. So you could tell people was like, they wanted to see this too. But it was more of the mature hip hop audience. And it was like, it was like you don't know about this right here. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. But when it was like, doom, 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 everybody said, it was like, yo. And he came out, you know, only way most deaf can. And his dashiki, he had like a little dashiki rag. And he came out with the little bop. He was like, the new moon roll high in the crowd of the metropolis shining. Like, who on top of this? The black dog was like, stop it. Stop the music. Y'all seen bands in the booth. Let's go again. Doom, 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 doom. Hey, man, I'm about to cry right now, y'all. Y'all don't understand. That mug. It just felt so good. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you the part that tripped me out. Most people don't know this. There's a Ruckus compilation album that came out, right? See, I'm a, I'm a head. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm no, a nerd. It, I'm a nerd for this. And they had the remix of Respiration, right? Yeah. That DJ, that Large Professor did. He redid it, or I think DJ Premier. One of those two did it, right? The remix is with Most Def, Talib Kweli, Common, and Black Thought. Yeah. They performed it. Bruh, let me tell you something. I was just like blown away. Then it went back and forth into like a true live mixtape. And for those who don't know, it's like most dev does this thing. It's called like a live mixtape where he's literally, it's like a mixtape. He's performing it live. Yeah. Right. So there's doing different beats. He has different rhymes over different beats. Like it's like a mixtape thing. It's just verses, miscellaneous verses, whatever. And they're going back and forth, jumping on these songs together. It was like they was a group and the vibe was just crazy. So picture some of your iconic favorite hip hop songs that they're writing verses to and going back and forth while performing some of most Def's biggest hits. You know what I'm saying? Or Black Star. They went into this whole reggae version. It was just crazy. And next, you know, they did the um, doom, 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 doom. Then it was like, uh, oh no, guess who comes through the front door? At the original, you, you go no. Pharaoh Monch come out, boom, boom, doom, doom. The changes. I was just like, oh my gosh. Next, you know, Pharaoh Monch goes into Simon Says. Everybody was going that crazy. Like some, that sounded like some historic hip hop. But it was just on underground vibes, right? Next, you know, Black Thought stops and he said, yo, he said, you know, um, I know we got a lot of male energy up here. He said, but I want to break the vibe up and the monotonous up a little bit. I want to bring y'all some female hip hop energy. And then Moo Moo Fresh come out and just, just obliterates the stage with a rap song. And she just killing it. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening <laughs> right now? So everybody is just like, all you see is phones out, just people taking it in like, oh, my God, right? It was just a vibe. It was just a moment for me. I mean, I'm, I know for me, if you a hip-hop head like I am. I'm not if, crying. You crying. You know what I'm saying? If you a Black Thought fan like I am, a Most Dev Yasi yeah. Bay fan like I am, a Feral Mach fan like I am, like that's my era emceeing right there. Um, It was crazy. So then they ended off this the, the show with them reading. Um, them doing a version of Live at the Barbecue, which is a large professor song that debut Nas, for those who don't know. So, Black Thought was like, yo, we finna have an iconic moment right now. Hmm. He said, we finna have an iconic moment. Let's take them back to the barbecue. 
So he goes into the like this, y'all. You know, they do the barbecue. They do the, the chorus. The beat is playing. Black Thought is killing it. Next, you know, Feral Monch is killing it. So while Feral Monch, picture this, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know we're a supporter. We're friends. We we love the the boy Toby Nwigwi, right? Yeah, share brother. So as Feral Monch is informing, you see Black Thought go to the back, and he's like waving somebody to come on stage. And it was Toby. So he come on stage and he looking like, yo, what's up? And he shake his hand. He and Black Thought whisper and told him basically like, tell him like, I want you to rap, like get a mic. So there, so you know, now this is while Feral Monch is rapping, right? You could tell uh, Toby looking. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So they trying to get the the mic situation. Now this is all while he's rapping. So this is like about a minute long situation. They trying to uh, get his mic together and. Most Def just look at him and just handed him his legendary mic to Toby. He just looked at him and was like, no, a black dog kind of looked at most. And Most Def just looked and was like, as you see, there's a picture of it. You saw the picture, right? No. There's a picture on Toby's uh, page. Uh, Let's pull out the tissues right now. It's coming. Keep on talking, though, brother. Yeah, so there's a... So he he hands him the his mic, uh, he hands him his mic, and Toby's face just kind of lit up and was like, "Yo," he slapped his hand. He was like, "Yo, thank you." Like, and then it, uh, so right when Feral Monch verse and they go into that little chorus and he hears you black dog was like, "Toby, go, bruh." Let me tell you, Toby said, "I'm taking all of this." He said, "I ain't gonna stop." He went in for the kill. You Yo, see like, his face? Bruh. You can see it's like Yasin is like Yeah. Yasin is like, um It's like you the one. Like it's my son. Your time has come. Oh yeah. My, oh my goodness. Yeah, bruh. He passed him the mic, bruh. And if you know I got a mic, I'm, I'm rocking on this mic right now to speak the type of mic. You know what I'm saying? So he hands him his mic and Toby goes in on it. And then Black the I think most stuff ends that song, right? Legendary moment, ladies and gentlemen. So right after that was done, they start setting up instruments. And I'm wondering, like, what's going to happen next? You know, this is, bruh. Yeah, this is this is important. Super important. You feel what I'm saying? This is important. Um, Like, this is huge, dude. Yeah, and I was there. I saw this. For those who don't know, go to Toby. Toby's in the Wigwee's page, and you'll see that there's a picture of the moment I'm talking about when most of literally passing him the mic, and he's accepting it like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And it, it looks it looks so iconic, bro. Like, if I was Toby, I would definitely blow this up and put this in my house. Like, could have, yeah, that's that looks crazy. That's that's a moment. So Can we just have a moment of just reflection? Yeah, that's the moment. I, I witnessed wow. it. I witnessed it. I don't, and bro, I was going crazy. That picture, that picture is so powerful. Yeah. You know what this picture reminds me? You know what? Now, people don't cut my neck when I say this. But you know what this picture reminds me of? What's up? That picture of Muhammad Ali staring over old dude in yeah. the boxing ring. Yeah. It gave me that type of vibe, bro. Yeah, this is iconic, bro. This is an iconic moment. And it's like it's like the DJ in the back is like, bro. Do you even know? It's like he's like, do you even understand what is happening to you? It's like he's been initiated, bro. Yeah, it's like a Knight Templar. Yeah, definitely. So right when they got done with that, then you had the Raphael's Sadiq versus the Soul Quarians. So picture everybody a part of the Soul Quarians, right? So basically, what happened was they pull out they uh they put out all these instruments, and then Quest Love comes on stage, and he starts playing a breakbeat. Then he stops. He said, "Ladies and gentlemen, 
I want to introduce you all to the stage. And he started introducing all the uh, the um, the um, instrumentalists, like the people, the musicians. So they all come on stage, and he they, they he's telling them their stats of what they perform in the Soul Clarions. Then he breaks the music. They, so they all like jumping in, you know, putting their piece of the of the song, they yeah. piecing the song together. Then he stops. He said, <clears throat> he said, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage is Raphael Sadiq, and this is him versus the Soul Clarions. And they went to a Tony Tony song. I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna trip you out. So he they perform um a Tony Tony song. Then they performed um Whatever You Want. Girl, you know I will provide whatever you need. Right? So then Raphael Sadiq sing his part. Guess who comes out and sing the other part, the other guy's part? I, I can't even guess. You, you're not even gonna guess. Fonte. Yeah, I said it. Bruh. I was like, I am in hip hop heaven. Lord, take your mind. Fonte comes out and sings the other verse from the member of Tony 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 and sounded bomb. That's a little overwhelming, brother. Bruh, yes. That sounds like I'd be over. Uh, I was sitting there like, I was like, chocolate, that's Fonte, Fonte. And he was like, whatever you need. Like, sounded good. And it was like, oh, everybody give it up for Fonte. And I was just like, yo, this is... So he did... Raphael Sadiq did his joints. He went to Tony Tony joints. He went to some um, Lucy Pearl joints. Did, did he do uh, You, that joint with uh, with Snoop? All I want from uh, Save the Last Dance. Did he do that joint? No, he didn't do that one. No, he did do that. He did that one. He did another joint. Uh, that that still bangs to this um, day. He did the... um, Doom, 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 doom with the tuba. And that's when the dude from the Roots Tuba came out. It was like doom, doom, doom. He did that. He did um, a Lucy Pearl joint. Then he did songs. I didn't even know he wrote this song. He did songs that he wrote. Did you know he wrote Missing You by Total? Missing you is all that I've been dreaming of. No way. He wrote that. I didn't even know that. He performed that. Um, Yeah, bruh. Yeah, bruh. It was a moment, bruh. And I was thinking, like, okay, he's going to do D'Angelo probably going to come out. Like, bro, I think, honestly, if D'Angelo came out, it would have been, been too over, much. Been like yeah. Overkill, bro. yeah, I think the crowd would have been like, hey, I think it would have been bad for her. People would have <laughs> been like, we're not seeing you tonight. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we love you, girl, but D'Angelo's here. You know what I'm saying? Because D'Angelo would have been like. Because for those who don't know, like, Rafael Sadiq wrote a lot of D'Angelo, co wrote a lot of D'Angelo songs, but he wrote How Did You Feel? D'Angelo wrote that. Raphael City. I wrote mean, that. Raphael said. He wrote How Do You Feel? That was a Raphael City song. That's crazy. Classic. Yes. So I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought that D'Angelo come out, but he did. And like I said, and right after that, we had to go see her. And then we saw the roots. So the, it was a perfect day for me. Perfect day. I got, I didn't see. I've no, been overwhelmed, bro. Yeah, it was a lot. Because I remember going to, I remember going to the Playboy Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Hollywood Bowl, and I remember seeing like all my legendary heroes, like musicians and drummers. I forgot there was a couple of guys that I was really studying a lot around that time, uh-huh. and it was just like, oh my goodness, I saw like seven dudes that I was really studying, and I remember how I felt going there. Also, I remember how I felt like going to like the Gospel Fest in Long Beach, and I think I went to somewhere else where it was just like, yo, this is yeah, this is overwhelming, yeah, like, like uh, this is kind of this is this is overwhelming. Right. 
Yeah, and it was. It was. It was that, bro. Like I said, and after that, I go see her perform, and then the Roots come on and perform. And it's crazy because uh, during the the in between sets, the DJ had everybody. I mean, just imagine seeing five thousand people do the um. What's the dance all black folks do? Electric slide. The electric slide to some Frankie Beverly Amaze. Of all ages, just getting up doing it. The next, you know, right into that. They go into the wobble. Now that was a little bit too much for you. It's a, it's a lot too much wobbling going on, all at one time. I don't know if I was ready for that. You know what I'm saying? None of us. Are. Yeah, it was too much wobbling. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just a lot. I, I understand. It, but it was fun though. It, I mean, look, it was such a great time. I had a, such such a great time, and like we were talking about wellness and just like definitely, uh, definitely, just like self-care taking care of yourself you know um one thing that my lady's mom always says is that when you travel it stimulates the brain and she was like traveling stimulates the brain you know what i mean because you're you're taking in something new you're she's like you're stimulating your senses because you're taking in a new surrounding a new place you know what i mean so you're you're just engaging your mind in a way that it's never been before because you're at a new place a new environment new sights new s- smells and everything and um you know it was a beautiful time i took some my my, <laughs> my lady helped me take some dope pictures yeah it just really made me feel confident and just dope man and, and if you're not a traveler like my lady is a traveler this like that's like her that's favorite thing to do like those who know she always she's i mean already this year she's been to bali um i think she went to vegas with me to philadelphia new york oh she she in there yeah this is what she does and i think she she's trying to plan to go to uh uh oh no she went to new orleans already um and i think she's trying to go to atlanta you know what i mean so like traveling is what she does and uh she's encouraging me to do it and I'm getting into it, man. You know, I'm I'm happy and I'm excited about, you know, starting my traveling journey. Yeah, man, that's good, brother. You know, but I had a great time. But I just want to tell y'all, man, if you have an opportunity to go to the Roots Picnic, it was a great event. Some things went down that I'm not going to get into because I really don't know what went down. Right. Um, But I would say this. It was a beautiful experience, a beautiful picnic. And I'm getting to the point where I think I want to make it my annual thing. That's dope, dude. You feel what I'm saying? So, Jeff, bruh. Next year? Next year. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm serious, man. It's very affordable, ladies and gentlemen. We jumped on our tickets uh, right away, and our tickets was only like 75 bucks each. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you do it ahead of time, you could definitely find um, hotel and stuff accommodations. We left the whole time. Yeah, bro. You know, I, I never realized how how very feasible traveling is. Yeah. You know. If you do it right. If you do it right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I just that's my review of the Roots Picnic. It was bomb. I recommend it. I haven't been to an Essence Fest yet. My girl's been to an Essence Fest, and she said that if she had to choose, she would choose a Roots Picnic because she says she, if she feels like it's more affordable. And she, because you know, going to Essence Fest is like three hundred something dollars for a ticket. And she oh, said, it's real. yeah, yeah, and it, and she said it's more. Feas- uh, feasible on the pockets because the most expensive thing is the rooms during that time of the year because you're going during Fourth of July and the rooms are very expensive. Oh yes, they they're like 
We gonna take your money. Yeah, you know money, what I'm saying. Money. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to hit y'all with that. The Roots Picnic review. Two thumbs up. Thank you, Black Dog Quest Love and the team. Yeah. Um, I had a bucket list moment, man. I That's so dope, man. I'm moment, so man. I'm like, bro, like, just real talk. I'm just so proud of you, man. Like, seeing um, like seeing the pic- the pictures, seeing the pictures um that you posted. Um, man, you just look like look like you just having a good time. You know what I mean? And I think like the biggest thing that any of us want to want to see is like you know like. Are people thriving? You know what I mean? Right, right. I think the biggest thing, man, like, and, you know, just having a good time, man. Like, because I know, like, you know, one of my vacation spots, you know, when I go on vacation, a lot of times, like, I just, I love to just see my family. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, especially, like, in North Carolina. Um, and when I'm just able to be with them, I can decompress and I'm not, like, impressing nobody. Right, right. Not always on my phone. You know what right. I mean? Just, like, watching old episodes of Little House on the Prairie. Right, and just, right. Like, just, you know, just, you know, come back refreshed. Like, it's a, it's just a really, it's a really good feeling, man. So, like, you know, for you to just come back, like, decompressed and, like, man, like, just revived and just, you know, excited about purpose, man. Like, it just really did your, it just did your boy, did your boy so, so, so well, man. So, I'm so proud of you, fam. Definitely, bro. And um, I really believe that, man, that it was a necessary, you know. I believe that we're, I'm, I, I believe that we about to do some great things, man. Yeah, we, bro, it's going to be good. Yeah, man. So, uh, before we get up out of here, man. Uh, what, what's going on with the finals? What, how, how, what's your take on the finals so far? Well, so this is bad, y'all. I love you the game. You haven't got a chance to watch it. I've I've watched like a minute, okay, of the game. Okay, I've seen stats. I I do believe. Do you think who you think is gonna win? I really think that the rappers are gonna take this. You think I'm starting to lean that way? I myself. think this is like a once a, a yeah. once in a lifetime chance. Yeah, because I don't think it's gonna come back like this, bro. It's not. I don't because I think the league is gonna change so rapidly. They might not have this opportunity ever. Think about all the guys that are coming in. Yeah, this is like a crazy market in regards to free agency. Yeah, it's almost kind of like I almost need to give like the NBA a, like a break for a year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's like just, man. It, it, I don't know, man. Like lately, I just feel like, yeah, I do feel like guys deserve their money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guys deserve their money. Right. I'm not going to talk about no guys not getting money. Right. You know what I mean? Like they they put their bodies out for these organizations. 82, you know, more than 82 two days. You know what I mean? Like this is 200 plus days of consistent, crazy body work. You know. But it's just like sometimes, man, like you hear so much about the money, you hear so much about like the stuff that, man, we didn't know pre-social media, man. It kind of takes like, it kind of been taking a little of the love out of the game for me. I'm just like, yo, like I don't, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Right, like, I used right. to be like, I, man, I couldn't wait to get home to watch basketball. Right, right. Now all I want to do is take naps. You know what right, I mean? For the right. most part, but I don't be taking naps. Um, but like I love, like I think like the Raptors is a once in a chance lifetime. I think this is also... Um, I think this really will solidify Kawhi's top ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People are saying that if he wins this, he'll be the best player in the NBA. Stop it! That's what they saying. Stop it! That's why. Uh, yeah, he'll be the man. best two way. Yeah, for sure. Stop for it sure. though. Yeah, nah. Stop. Still it. got KD and Brown above him. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this. People gonna throw rocks for mm-hmm. this. Still gotta get through Giannis. Think so? I think he kind of. I think he kind of let put put Giannis in his place. I think 
Yeah, you remember Kawhi is already a defensive player of the year. I think I two do. times. I do. You know? I think. But I mean, yo, Giannis, man, he he is one. He is one. Well, maybe he is better than Giannis, but I mean, him and Giannis are a, a, a happy top ten tied somewhere. Yeah, I feel like, you. I think also I think that the Raptors were just at the end of the day a better team. Yeah, definitely. All you around. know what I mean? Like, yes. think about it, bro. Like, think about it. Jeremy Lin. People don't think Jeremy Lin is a good player, and he's not getting a lot of play time, but he's really a good player. And he's not done yet. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like that's like your your number eleven player. And I know people will be like, man, like Jeremy Lin for real, bro. Like you're gonna bring him up. But like, yo, the Raptors are actually like really nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think though too, like I think what you you said, I saw like you put a, a post on like a social media, bro. Like you're playing with you're playing against a depleted Warriors team. So you're not playing with the healthy Clay because healthy Clay didn't play Game Three. Uh, KD is out another game with that calf strain, right? And um, KD's out with that calf strain, and then who else do you have? I mean, and then De- Demarcus Cousins is nowhere in like full blown basketball shape. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, I mean, you gotta take advantage of this. Got to. Like, you know what I mean? I think it would be good for the game if. Toronto will be the first international team to win the NBA championship. So there's so many historic factors on this. Um, but, bro, like, you still dealing with the cold-blooded killer at Stephen Curry. Right. You know what I mean? And I think just w- if one more person like Andre or Sean can take more shots, yo, like, this is going to be running. But I really still believe that uh, Raptors will take it in six. Uh, no, I think Raptors are going to take it in seven. Seven, yeah. I think they're going to take it in seven. Because uh, KD is not playing the next game, right? I'm thinking he's gonna come back for Game Five, though. Um, yeah, they already said he's not playing Game Four. Uh, Clay getting hurt. That's it's just it's just difficult. All right, but let's get into this really quick. So I was t- I was taking the the Warriors in six. Yeah, but if if they lose this next game, it's it's, it's gonna be over sooner than that. Say what I'm saying. If they lose this, but like this, if the rap, I got the war. I had originally picked the Warriors in six, right? Right. But I always had a mindset: if they don't win it in six and it goes seven, I'm picking the Raptors, right? Right. But I didn't think KD was gonna be out the whole, almost the whole finals. I'll put it like this: um, if yeah, if if the war, if the Raptors win again, game low. Cause is, is it two three two or is it two two one? Is it two? They got two? one more game in. It's two two, one, one one. Yeah, so it's two at the Raptors, two at Golden State, one at um, one at the Raptors. One game six will be at Golden State. Game seven will be at the Raptors. Oh yeah, game seven in Raptors. Raptors yeah. seven. Yeah. Because the Warriors are not going to allow. The Warriors are not going to allow them to lose are not going to allow themselves to lose in their own home court and the Raptors are not going to lose at home right right um so I'm thinking that the Raptors is going to win the next one. Oh, uh, it's then it's over I don't it's know how to in call five. it though I, bro but, it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors lose it though oh I wouldn't be surprised I think they're going to lose this next one um and I think I think they're going to lose this next one, and then I think they're going to uh, take it at home. Then the Warriors will take another one at home, and then I think the Raptors wrap it up in Toronto. Right, right. And I'm just going to speak this really quick while we're talking about the game. 
Yo, fans, stop being crazy. Like, can we just enjoy the game? Yeah. Like, people, leave your hands off of players. People, stop talking about other people's wives. Like, cut it out. Like, yeah. just just cut it out. So, how, how did you feel about the situation with Kyle Lowry? I felt like dude was out of control. And you know, that's part, that's a partial owner, right? They need to cut their partnership. And you know, like, did you hear that they only banned him for a year? Right. And like 500000 or something? Like, man, like, yo, cut the partnership. Yeah. Like, there are a ton of other people that want investments. Like, cut it out. You know what I mean? But it's out of control because there's going to come a day, bro, where somebody's going to get Latrell's free will, bro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get get Ron Artest or Meta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, what are you going to do? Like, what, the player defended himself. Like, his life was in danger. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. So. Let's be honest. About you know, it, bro. And I'm gonna be honest, man. That's this is. I know a lot of people hate LeBron, man, but that's why LeBron is LeBron, bro. He stands up for stuff that most NBA players would never even speak on. Yeah, and you see how quick they reacted, like like that same day, like like nah, that needs to be checked. And because if it was us, it'll be a problem. Y'all need to check it like now, like no. And the NBA was like, you're right. Year ban. $500,000. Like, I was like, wow. But it just shows you. What did Bruce do to ego, though, too? Because he's like, they ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, he can't go to any more of the games this season. He can't go to any of the games next season season nor the postseason. You know what I mean? But it's just like, yo, bro, like, I don't know. It's out of control. Right. Right. Yeah. uh, So... Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to play out, man. I think I think with these in, I think I, I was telling my coworker, it's coming full soaker, soaker circle for the Warriors because remember in 2015 on their run to that championship, every starting point guard on the West was injured, and then they get to the finals and Kyrie gets hurt and Kevin Love, so they was basically playing. A depleted a roster. depleted rosters and then rosters all the way into and now it's kind of like the same thing is happening to them um if clay come back I, I think they have a chance of making it a good series and winning um but we'll see we'll I, see i'll say this bro i think uh last year when the warriors beat the um when the Warriors beat the um, the Cavs, I think if uh, that like that mistake didn't take place with the shot clock, that took the game into overtime. I think the I think the the Cavs would have took that series. Mm-hmm. I think that was just like the catalyst of like of um, like mental error because LeBron ended up punching the like the chalkboard, breaking his yeah, hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like I think it was just like they were just mentally done because. One thing that like every player has said about the Warriors, like when they're doing like these post game interviews and stuff like that, is one thing that the Warriors do and you cannot do is they'll find a gap in your mistakes. Yep, they will. So it's like it's not even so much like that they're like the most talented team. I think that's very evident because I think all their talent resolves in their their not and nothing against like Quentin Cook or any of the other players, right. but it's very evident that like their 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 top players are like their starting five and yeah. like Andre Iguodala. Yeah, and it's like they're they're eight. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like a lot of these teams are um. A lot of these teams, like when you look at the Raptors, Raptors have like, you could actually play their their top nine to ten players depending on how you look at the game. Right. You know, I think when you look at like the Brooklyn Nets, the same way because Jared Dudley was um 
Jared Dudley was also like, you know, like smashing. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, I think, um, yeah, I just think like if they would have, you know, I think if that mistake didn't take place, like we would be like a different narrative. Right. But I mean, yo, the Warriors, yo, they're just smart. But I mean, mean? if the the rain has to end, then it has to end. Because the league is going to change next year. How you feeling about the league in general? I don't know, man. Cause they talking about Kyrie is choosing between Brooklyn, strong consideration. That's where it looked like he's going. I don't know how that's gonna work with D'Lo being there, being a balling out the way he did. Got him in the playoffs. I think they end up trading D'Lo. Dang, where though? Somebody gonna get him. I've, I've seen D'Lo. Man, imagine D'Lo and Terry Rozier on the same squad for the Celtics. I heard that 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 if they do get Kyrie, they are gonna try to convince KB KD to come. If not, they are gonna try to go get Anthony Davis. But they don't have enough assets for that because he's not gonna trade them just for no Daniel Russell. No, they would probably get rid of like Dim Witty. Um, do you think they could take him? They could take Dim Witty, uh, D'Lo, and then that dude that came back that just came off that injury that was hooping. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but he was. Oh, hooping. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was hooping, hooping. You know what I mean? So, but I like man, like again, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like. Like, even the fact that we're talking about this right yeah. now, it's just like, man, it kind of takes the fun out of the game. Remember, like, when we were younger and somebody got traded? Like, it's shocked. No, I put it like this, bro. I was talk- I was watching um, this Kendrick Perkins interview, and he talked about his trade for Jeff Green from OKC to the Celtics. Uh-huh. And he talked about how, like, he was so heartbroken that him and KG cried. Like, and the whole process that he went through. And I think, like, sometimes, man, like, real talk, and Kendrick said this, he was like, Man, he was like, man, we're still human. We're as human as the other people are. And I sometimes I feel like, you know, I love ESPN and I love like I love like the ESPN thirty for thirties, but I mean like these are humans too. You know what I mean? So right. sometimes it's kinda like, man, like like I get a little just like it just I just missed I just wanna find the love for the game again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I know I'm wired a little differently. I know people like Jeffrey, it's not that serious, bruh. But it's just kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes I just wish, like, the game was just more about the purity of the game instead of just, like, right, right. who can make money. The, the business of it. Yeah, because, um, I mean, like, I shouldn't know that LeBron has a lifetime deal with Nike. That's between him and his family <laughs> and Nike. <laughs> but he never mean? released – he never put out the figures. And I, I'm, I'm happy that he never did yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everybody, still, like, yo, you, you know you're rocking with a belly over But, there, like, a, a lifetime? Like, who cares? Like, he got yeah. a good endorsement with Nike. Right. Man, no, like, let's just see the commercials. Like, I don't need to know that Kyrie is possibly disruptive. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's just enjoy the game. Let's see Jason Tatum dunk on LeBron and stare him down, right. which was very disrespectful. And his life hasn't been the same ever since. But you know what I mean? Like, those are the things I'm just kind of like, yo, like. Right. But I don't know. Do you think that Kyrie would go back to the Lakers? I, I think. I back to play with LeBron at the Lakers? Oh, if he if they can be uh, – um, Gun hole during the All Star game, like man, he could play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think like I think the question is who are the Lakers willing to get get rid of, and my question is who really wants to go play for the Lakers, especially with everything that has taken place right. with the transition. I think the people will want to play for them if, and this is if, LeBron is really. I don't want to say not committed, but really there to massage the egos you know what i mean like yeah. if he's that he has to basically manage the situation i think people will trust it if they know that lebron is there and 
he's able to um, massage the egos of this situation. Yeah. Um, but I think they're going to get somebody. I don't know how big of a star is going to be or whatever, but I think they're going to definitely start to see something in the right direction. Uh, just because it's LA and it is still the Lakers, even though they're yeah. the, the front office is trash and I want Brian to leave. And um, mm-hmm. me and him will be talking mm-hmm. next week about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have a conversation. He got to retire or go. He can't stay yeah, in the street. Man. He's trash. But yeah, man. So uh, that's it. But look, before we get a body here, I just want to tell you all this, man. Uh, Jeff, haven't seen this movie, but we were, I definitely want to recommend the movie on the series on Netflix. It's actually Ava DuVernay said this is a film. It's just broken into four parts. Yo, that buddy already it, looked crazy. I just wasn't ready, y'all. It's called When They See Us, and it's basically this. It's, it's, it's the story of the Central Park Five. We can get into the details about this stuff later, but let me tell you something. It's a must-see. Yeah. It's a beautiful yet terrifying movie about the reality of the world we live in and the how broken the justice system really is yeah towards black and brown people yeah now this is not a and I, I hear people say this and I just wanted to say this this is not something that is just popping back up again this has always been there black and brown community has always been upset with this and was always asking people you do realize that our president was a businessman at the time who was spearheading a media campaign to put children yeah to get children um killed before they even got a chance to go to court this is he put those ads out before they even had a chance to go to court think about that so this is not something that is just popping up this is something that's been in the works for some years she said it took her four years to make this movie we all known about it yeah. We knew about the case, but this is the problem. You know why that people are starting to um, um, react the way they are? Because the same amount of pub- the the when they got exonerated, it didn't come with the same amount of media of attention they did when they were being exe- when they were being executed the way they were. When people was pointing fingers on them, when people was pinning this crime on them, it was such a huge media. F- uh, situation that when they were found innocent it never got their proper attention of why they were found innocent. How long were they in jail for? Bro they did between six one dude did 14 years the other ones did six between six to eight years and mind you these were 14 year old to 16 year old kids the dude that was 16 year old did 14 years in adult prison as a 16 year old boy the other ones did their time in juvie and did they like the last couple of years in adult prison for something that they did not do i was watching a youtube clip of a woman who was a former cop and she was breaking down all of the laws that were being broken that the detectives were breaking while pursuing these boys you cannot take pick up a child without contacting their parents they picked them up and began to interrogate them you cannot interrogate a child without their parents being there because a child cannot refuse their right to a lawyer 
or sign their own confession. An adult has to do it. The confessions wasn't even really, some of the confessions wasn't written by the boys, they were written by the detectives. And they had the boys sign them. There were no physical evidence that uh, um, uh, uh, attached the boys to the scene on the women of the from the boys or from the woman onto the boys. No physical evidence, no eyewitnesses. The boys didn't even know each other. Only two boys were friends. The other ones had no clue who the other ones were. When they were interrogating them, they didn't feed them or gave them water for over 18 hours. And they were feeding them information that they had no clue about. They didn't even know a rape occurred. Dog, when I'm talking about, it was baffling. I was like, it, I had to take breaks watching it. See, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Like, I had to take breaks. Like, I tried to watch it on the plane, and, like, literally 30 minutes into it, I got so pissed. Like, I was, it was, it got to the point where you feel your anger start hitting the levels. You start getting mad. Then you get no, you start getting frustrated. Then that's turned into mad. Then that's turned into anger. Then you reach the level of piss. And I had it like I was like, look, let me, let me. And I remember my lady was like, just don't watch it here. Just I couldn't watch it on a plane. She probably felt it. Yeah, I was just I was like, mm, 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 oh my god. And then <laughs> that's funny. yeah, like I was just and she was like, just don't watch it here. Like, and then it took me a day to like really let that go and then to watch it. And See, it and that's just, what I'm talking about. Like every person, like every person is like Jeff. You like I've seen like so much on Instagram and like Twitter. People are like, yo, that is a good show. Like I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm angry. Right. But I'm, I know, and I'm gonna be just real. I'm gonna be vulnerable. I know a lot of people are a little more tough-hearted than I am. Mm-hmm. So I know that's gonna jack me up. And like I, I'll be real with you, bro. Like I've really been having to pray about my reset, my perception. Yeah. Yeah. About like even myself and about other people. Yeah. Because, bro, like, there was just so much hate out there. And when you're being fed that, like, you're just at a place where it's just kind of like, like, you really get upset and you start to become, or you yeah. start to, like, mold into something that you, you don't want right, to be. Right, right. You true. start labeling and you start seeing people. Yeah. And I really have to just really pray, like, the scripture, like, don't esteem yourself, like, uh, like above others. Because, right. like, you know, you, it's like, I feel like the, in, I feel like in a way that the black community um, has a right to be upset. Yeah because of like hundreds of years of like of descendants right even recently like being being um just wrong right but as like as a christian like i have to forgive yeah and i have to live i have to see people in the light that god says right and i do believe that i do believe in justice yeah um i do believe in justice and i do believe in doing people right and being done right by yeah but i also believe in the fact that like man like my color doesn't give me the right yeah to do other people wrong because of their wrongdoing right and i have to put i have to put them in the hands of god yeah i do also wonder though i also have to question myself it's like jeff how would you really react if you were put in that same position yeah oh man you know what i mean what would what would you do if just simply like if a cop from of a different race pulled you over and disrespected you completely, right. like would you really be in a position where you just want to love them yeah. and that you want to care for them and that you right. want to see the favor of God reign on their lives? Right. Really have to ask myself those yeah. questions. So I know for me, 
for right now, just in the sensitivity that I am, I've been in lately, that might not be the best movie for you, boy. It's tough to watch, man. I, I, like I, I told you on the group text, it was the hardest thing to watch since The Passion of the Christ for me. Crazy. And I'm being, and it's, you know, the, the Passion of the Christ was because, you know, the 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 graphic nature of how they were showing Jesus being beat. And then you start thinking about your sin, and you like, damn, just last night I was messing up. You know what I'm saying? I Big had time. a little bit of sip. A little, you know little, what I'm saying? And I did some things I after those twin, twin, twin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, nah, but this right here was so. And this is what I was telling my sister. We talked about. I said it was a reminder because you know, like it's been so long. It is like like I said, because the when they were found innocent was not as public as publicized as it yeah. was when they were found guilty. Some people didn't even know that they were released from prison because they were found innocent because the uh, somebody who was in prison Im, uh, admitted to the crime. Oh, you didn't know that though, bro. People gonna get out of here. The dude that did the okay. It's, it's, I'm going to tell you something It's going to make you mad But it's the reality They already had like They literally was like So there were some muggings that were going on right Yeah Around the time this rape happened So they, the, the police was like yo Go round up All of the boys That are black and Latino Between the ages of 14 and 16 And bring them in Yeah Around the park So they went to just go round up random boys one dude, he was on a list that they were looking for, right? They, uh, the police saw one of his, these two boys, right? Yeah. His name was Youssef Salam, and then it was Kevin, uh, Corey Wise. The police saw, uh, Youssef and was like, let's see your ID. Were you around the park around this time? They was like, yeah. They was like, how old are you? He was like, I'm, um, I'm 15. They was like, well, according to your ID, you're 16. He was like, well, I faked it just to make, you know, to look, look good in front of girls. And it was like, well, you're 16. You're coming with us. His friend, like a true homie would do, was like, no, he's 15. And um, he was like, and the police was like, well, who are you? He's like, I'm his friend. They was like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 16. He's like, how about you be a good friend and you come down to the station with your buddy and just be there for support? They pinned every crime on the friend. He was just there to support his friend. And they pinned all of the all of the violent sexual stuff they pinned it on him. They used him as the glue guy to tie in the narrative that they created to pin it on these boys because the pressure was on them to close this case. See, that's the stuff, bro. Where I'm just like, he went to Rikers Island with adults. He was beaten, jumped on, if you know what I mean. And that, like I said, if you watched it, watch it. Episode four is what you have to prepare yourself for because it goes into his story. And that I cried. I ain't gonna lie. I cried a couple of times, but during that hour on the fourth episode, I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me!" Like just right now, talking about is it, like it's already. I could just feel damn how I it feel. But so check this out. While he was in prison, he got in a fight with somebody in Rikers. Right? He got in a fight with somebody. Some years later. Him and that person he got in a fight with was in the prison. And the guy was like, he got in a fight with his name was, um, I forgot his name. But he was like, um, he was like, hey, man, you know, I just want to apologize to you. And he was like, man, don't worry about it. You know, we here. What can we do? Right. And, you know, 
whatever, no, no issues, whatever. Mind you, Corey had a hard time in prison in general. From the moment he got in, he was getting beat up. He was getting jumped on um, because he had the stigma that he was a rapist and it was such a high profile case. Everybody wanted to beat him up. Even the COs was putting him in position to get beat up, literally. And the only way he was able to save himself from getting beat up, he had to go into solitary confinement. So he did most of his time by himself. by himself. And that was only to keep him from being beat up or killed in prison. Right? He runs into this dude and the dude was like, yo, he was like, he apologized to me. He's like, oh, he's like, man, you still here? And he was like, yeah. He was like, now there's hope for you. Yeah. He was like, all right. The reason the dude told him that is because he realized that that dude is in prison for the crime that I committed. So that he ran into the dude who was actual the rapist for the for the for the Central Park jogger. The dude felt so bad for it that he told people he was like, "Hey, this guy is still in prison for the rape that I committed." So then they were like, "We'll prove it." He gave them details that only the killer knew. Mind you, they did a DNA test in this case, and it came back. They said inconclusive, but it was really negative because the person who raped him ejaculated inside of a um, ejaculated inside of a, a sock, but also the blood was there because it was a struggle. Mind you, they did the DNA test on all the boys. It was and they said inconclusive. It was negative. All this other stuff. The guy, the guy was like, the woman said that she had. Um, a Walkman, but they never found the Walkman, right? Yeah. Her keys were kind of thrown to the side. Her shoe was off, everything. These are details of the case that they never told the boys, but they think that the only the police knew. This dude went and told them everything and was like, yeah, he said, like, yeah, the lady even had a Walkman. I picked the Walkman up and I took it home. And it was like, he was like, they were like, were you by yourself? You know, he was like, yes. He's out here in the back of the head of a branch. I thought she was dead. Um, I took her shoe off. I tried to use her keys to get her home address, but I threw them to the side. Everything that they saw. Yeah. And he said, if you don't believe me, DNA test me right now. Whatever you need. DNA was a perfect match to everything. Dude did 14 years in prison. And the reason they all couldn't get off, they got off. The reason Corey, he could have got out sooner by parole if he admitted he did it. And every time he went to the parole hearing, they were like, do you admit your, uh, do you have a mission of guilt? And he was like, no. Good night. All the boys, they said they have moments in their parole hearings. They'll say, do you admit to the crime? And they were like, no, I didn't do it. Okay, go back to your cell. Crazy. The crazy, what I loved about the movie was that they went into life after prison. How hard it was for them to live with that stigma of them being rapists, rapists, being having to register as a sex offender. How hard it was to get jobs, how hard it was for them to date. Bro, what I'm telling you, it, it was like, because it's things that people don't realize after prison, how life is. And they go into that, it's just like, oh my. That breaks my heart, fam. Bro. And to this day, Donald Trump said that he still think they're guilty. <laughs> so I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That says a lot about a man's character. 
you can't admit when you're wrong, brother. When everything said that you are wrong, it says a lot about the man's character. That's all I'm saying. But uh, you just gonna pray for our leadership. Just pray for my <laughs> man. Hey, ain't nobody. Everybody on the journey. Everybody on the journey. Everybody on the journey. But look, it's I a don't great. Know, uh, some of our followers would appreciate <laughs> saying that everybody's on the journey. Everybody's on the. I know, I know, man. But everybody's on the journey. Like you said, we're not hateful people. You know, I just, I just say that's a, that says a lot about somebody's character. But I mean, you take it how you want to take it. But look, it's a great piece of art, Bruh. It's beautiful. I mean, it, it, it captures the moment. It makes you feel humanize. It humanizes the men. Um, I recommend that you watch it. One of the dudes said something in a in a in a in an interview I saw. One of the um, the men who were accused of it, he did time. He said that the reason the police was able to get away with it was because not only were they ignorant with how the justice system worked, but their parents were ignorant as well. Mm. And he said, this is just a cautionary tale to know that not only do your children need to be aware of how to deal with police contact, but also the parents because they was having these boys giving confessions, like saying stuff. I was looking like, yeah, you feel what I'm saying? So I would say, watch it. Definitely watch it. If you got through the Passion of Christ, you can get through this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You can, because it's not violent. But I just, man, like. But it's just it's just that it's real. My heart just hurts when I see that type of stuff, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough, man. It's tough. I go like, I'm not going to lie to you. I had to take breaks, because you start really thinking, like, how did they get away with this? And like I said, when I was looking at the YouTube clip of this woman who was a cop, who was a former cop, and she was just breaking down all of the illegal Actions the that things. were that was being taken place with this investigation, and she said she was wondering like how were they able to get away with this? Yeah, but she said it, it really. She said that she said something that was so key. She said any person that's a part of law enforcement that looks into the details of this case and could come away saying that these boys were still guilty, let you know what kind of cops they were on the street. Woo. B a r z, bruh. She said, that shows you what kind of cop they were on the streets. I was like, wow. She said, because everything they did was illegal. Everything. Um, so, yeah. But I I just want to hit y'all with that before we get up out of here. But, yeah, this is a bonus episode, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good right now, yeah. bro. See, this is the bonus episode of the AZ's and Rupert podcast of the Roots Picnic Review. Two yeah. thumbs up. Classic moments, bucket list moments. Philly, New York, thank you so much. Harlem, Manhattan, Brooklyn, thank y'all so much for treating your boy with so much class. <laughs> so much class, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? Y'all treated your boy well. Yeah. Had a great time. When y'all get a chance, yo, don't forget to follow uh, the homie Chris at Chris Gets Busy. Also follow the homie George at KB Trumpet Man Thirty One. Yes, sir. And uh, yo, like man, it's just today was a good day. Today was a beautiful day, man. Hey, where, where can they find you at? They can find me at J A Davis I I. That's where they can find me. And you can on find Instagram and on Twitter. Yes, sir. And you can find me at you know all the socials: Twitter, IG, Facebook. Um, at Raynell Jamal, R A Y N E double L J A M A L. Hit us up on the Twitter and the IG for the pod. That's A Z S R O T B R E W S P O D A Z's Rubrus Pod. 
Check out the website, raynell-jamal.com. Yep. Get this episode and previous episodes on there. And on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. And we power by Anchor. We want to thank y'all so much for tuning in and rocking with us yep. on this bonus episode of the Roots Picnic Preview. And uh, what's next, man? What's 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 on the what's on the agenda for your summer? For my summer, uh, I get to play some shows. This okay. Summer. Okay. Um, okay. I'm working on my project this summer. Okay. Um, man, I kind of got a dope idea today, so we'll see if we'll run with that. Okay. And then I'll share that with you off the air, and then uh, I'll see some family, and yeah. Okay. Ladies, yeah. And, ladies and gentlemen, we got we got season four coming soon. We're gonna hit you with some some more bonus episodes, but the season four premiere is coming soon. And uh, we thank y'all. We love y'all. But you know how we gonna leave y'all? Cause we leave y'all like this each and every episode. Yep. God never told us to figure him out. Just told us to trust him. Boom. <laughs>